Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this day's version, edition, if you will, of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host, coming at you from the beautiful downtown studios of Fargo, North Dakota, where it was in the 60s yesterday and we're getting snow today. But hey, welcome to March in North Dakota. It's awesome. It's awesome. We are so, so blessed. like to thank Therese for producing today. Walked in and uh, there was two people here and I said, where is everyone? Coming back from the Duluth um, banquet. And so we certainly want to wish them well, wish them safe travels. Thanks again to all of you who support Real Presence Radio in so many ways. And one of those ways, of course, is through our banquet. So thanks again so much for that. Got a great show for you today. Up first is going to be Father Shannon Bouquet. He, of course, is the president uh, of Human Life International. Great, great guy. He's just, he's wonderful. He's very knowledgeable, very funny. He's, he's, he's a great guy. We're going to talk about therapeutic abortions and possibly a few other things. Um, boy, it's just so important that you understand and know about these things because it really is affecting us at the very basic principle of all we believe about human person, and it's important. He'll explain all that. Uh, then I'm going to have a little monologue. I'm going to talk about love today. Yeah, love. And then we're going to talk about the beauty of um, reflections, poems, poetry. Uh, Mary Thelke from uh, up in northern North Dakota is going to be with us. And then Cameo Anders uh, from South Dakota is going to be on, too, for our last half hour. A great, great show. So, as always, we begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merciful and loving God, we praise you. We thank you. We adore you. You are God. We thank you for giving us the gift of life, the gift of the Son, the Spirit, the Church, the sacraments, all these wonderful gifts and graces you give us. Lord, open the hearts and the minds of especially those who are in power, making decisions to the truth of what it means to be a human person. Open the hearts and minds especially of our youngest generation who are being led astray in droves by this message that on the surface may appear freeing, but really is very, very, well, is very, very binding. Help us, Lord. Help us to see and to live this truth joyfully. We ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome again to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host. like to join Father Shannon Bouquet, President of Human Life International. Welcome, Father. Well, hi, Tim. It's good to be with you and your audience today. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Father, for those who may not have... Um, been listening the last time you were on. Just to maybe just a brief uh, overview of, of your your background and how you came to be uh, president of HLI. Sure. Well, I'm coming up on uh, 28 years of priestly ordination. I'm from the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau down in South Louisiana and uh, have been privileged and fortunate uh, to have the blessing of, of my bishops to, uh, that I've had over the years and the current Bishop Fob. Uh, to uh, give permission for me to be serving HLI's global mission, and 
been very heavily involved in the pro-life and family uh, movement since seminary days, and uh, little did I ever know that uh, 10 years ago, actually, uh, that uh, I got a phone call from the search committee of HLI's uh, board, uh, who were uh, on the lookout for a new president, and uh, just out of the blue, I had just come back from uh, giving a, a presentation at the march on uh, the Capitol in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a few days later, I got a phone call that uh, from uh, the uh, chair of the search committee saying my name had been offered to them for consideration, and uh, here I am. So it's uh, it's a great blessing uh, to to really serve this global mission that was begun by Father Paul Marks. Uh, nearly 50 years ago, and uh, to to be working in, uh, in in conjunction with the work of the church globally is is humbling. It's a privilege. It's an honor, and uh, I'm just grateful to the Lord for giving me the opportunity. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate that, Father. And Father writes. Uh, it's a weekly column, isn't it, Father? I think I, I get in the email and everything so about once a week, yes. right? Or so. Yes. yes. Oh, Spirit and life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, began almost day one with uh, when I began with HLI, and it's my way of communicating. You know, not only with HLI's supporters, but in the general audience. It's uh, a column that's picked up in different media outlets, and uh, and so it's. It's a great way for me to talk about what's happening globally, what's happening out uh, in different parts of the world, uh, and to expose the global pro-life movement uh, that many people here in the States uh, are very much unfamiliar with. And, and then, of course, also just to talk about the bioethical issues, the issues affecting life and family uh, from either from the issues of contraception, abortion, euthanasia, the issues affecting marriage, of course, and all the reproductive technologies, again, all as it relates to the dignity of life. And so uh, it's, uh, it's a great, great work. And uh, it's, uh, so this column has a way of exposing those issues and helping people to reflect on them. Amen. We're going to talk about one of Father's recent columns called The Mindset Behind Therapeutic Abortions. And Father, you start with a quote from uh, Evangelium Vitae, which is great too, but I love the first sentence after that because it just really kind of sets the stage. Is human life intrinsically sacred, or is it only valuable when it meets certain criteria? Go ahead and take it from there, Father, and lead us through this column, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe our audience might be a little familiar uh, with uh, a recent statement made by uh, Representative uh, Raul Ruiz out of California. This was, you know, during a House Energy and Commerce Committee debate, and they were debating the Hyde Amendment. And for our audience, I know that we'd be very familiar with the protections of the Hyde Amendment that safeguard uh, the use of our taxpayer money uh, to not support the abortion industry or to uh, to give money uh, to any groups that are uh, promoting this cause, both in the states and obviously how it impacts um, uh, on a global issue as well. But here in this committee, uh, Representative Ruiz, you know, comes out and basically says, you know, uh, that it's, you uh, know, and I give a little, a little somewhat of a quote here, that the idea of a need, you know, for these uh, discontinuing a pregnancy is medically indicated when there is an, and he goes through a litany of reasons. Now, for, for our audience and for anyone, you know, there's a huge danger, not just with the fact of assaulting human life at its very beginning in its development, but think about what, what the representative is, is articulating, that some people's life has value and some people don't. And not only is this reflected in the womb, but we would see people like Peter Singer and others that would actually look at that outside of the womb. 
you can see the danger when there is such an arbitrary approach to human dignity. And, and so when someone of power, so in this situation, Representative Ruiz, who sits in a seat of power, is determining in a way, uh, not in a way, but literally, who has legitimate value and who does not. And it's based upon someone that, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's in a seat of power, in a seat of position of authority. And this is a danger. It's a tremendous danger that we've seen play out in human history, never in anything good. And it leads to very bad policy. It leads to very bad positions and uh, in a mindset within people that devalue certain other people uh, that they deem unworthy of, 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 of respect, unworthy of dignity. And we can see where that gets us. It's a, it's a very dangerous position. And I think that we need to be very clear in all of our conversation when we're talking about human life, that every human life, regardless of how that life has come into being, that this life has value and equal value to every other human life. So my value, my life's value is no greater or lesser than any other person. And this is something that when we start from that principle, from that fundamental principle, it changes the perspective of how we look upon other human beings. So true. Talking with Father Shannon Bouquet, president of HLI, Human Life International. Two things come to mind as you're talking here, Father. Number one is that Representative Ruiz, by, by holding this position, and anyone that does, are actually putting them and their loved ones in jeopardy because someone somehow somewhere might say that they do not live up to the criteria of a valuable human person. So everyone, right, is in danger. Like, like right. Martin Luther King said, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And the second thing is, even if we don't go to our religion, go to our founding documents, right? We're endowed by our creator with these life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, inalienable, given to us by them, not by a government, not by a court. And what's government uh, established to do? To secure this right, not deem this right, but to secure it. And our government is, well, not doing that right now, are they? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's interesting. I was, I was rereading, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pope Francis's uh, encyclical, you know, uh, Fratelli Tutti, and, mm-hmm. and I was looking at it, you know, from uh, our upcoming feast day of St. Joseph, and I was, because uh, I'm working on a column on St. Joseph and how his life uh, is of a, uh, an example for us today. And, you know, here, you know, uh, Pope Francis talks about, at times, the inability to recognize equal human dignity leads the more developed regions in some countries to think that they can jettison the dead weight of the poorer regions and so increase their level of consumption. Mm. So, it, which you're, so in a sense, when I devalue, when I think someone else is of lesser value, it translates into my, my positions on how I treat other human beings, how I look upon them. So when I look upon the situation Pope Francis here is talking about is when I devalue the human person in another country that may be, quote, underdeveloped, end quote, and in the sense that their, 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 their economic base, their, their cultural base may be different than my own, and I deem that my culture is superior to that culture or my way of life is superior to their way of life, and I want to drive my nicer cars and have my bigger house and have all my freedoms but I do that at the exploitation of another human being. Mm-hmm. What so, does that say yeah. about us? Mm-hmm. It says a lot. 
And so, I think there's, there's huge danger. And think about this back to uh, Representative Ruiz. You know, when he speaks of, of, of what he called therapeutic, you know, uh, um, an intervention, now, what it was, think about what he's using. He's using a, a term, what, very Orwellian, as I mentioned in my column. He is guising the issue. So a therapeutic intervention means it's an abortion. We're going to murder this child. And what you're saying in this situation is basically is that this child is being determined to be of no value. So who is determining that? Number two with this, which is so important, is to realize there's no therapy for the child. Mm -hmm. The child does not benefit at all from this term therapeutic. So the child is murdered. So when so the, the term is a, is, is so so uh, I, I, I use it Orwellian term for this, but but just think about what he's what he's conveying here. So he's trying to guise this language as if it's something good. There's nothing good here that occurs, and it's the same way that Pope Francis in, in, in his encyclical is talking about that. You know, when we produce policies, you know, so for example, our audience would be very familiar with the Mexico City policy. And know what happened recently under the uh, uh, Biden administration's, you know, executive order, where he now reinstitutes the use of federal funds, meaning our taxpayer money, being used to support the abortion industry globally. Mm-hmm. So, so again, we're imposing our sick value about human life, how we look upon human life, upon others, and instead of as we, I quoted Pope uh, John Paul II in the uh, beginning of the column, in that the idea of what, there's no ever any reason for an abortion, and we should never ever condone, but what are we doing as a people of God to help our brothers and sisters? What are we doing to stand in solidarity for the good of every human being? So it really is something for us as a people, as a nation, you know, to look at, what are we saying about human life, our own human dignity and the dignity of others? There's, there's so much to learn here uh, that we could spend all day today, Tim, on the radio talking about. <laughs> and, and it would be very good, too, absolutely. You know, I, I love that quote, too, from Evangelium Vitae. And, of course, I, I like the USCCB's initiative, Walking with Moms in Need. It really is going to be a very practical way, down to the parish level, to really help these women and these moms who are in need. So you talk about the need to do that. John Paul II, of course, did as well. We are talking with Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating 
our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosley, your host here today, coming at you from the Fargo studios. We are talking with Father Shannon Bouquet, president of Human Life International, especially about his recent column uh, about therapeutic abortions, quote-unquote. And uh, I, I love, Father, welcome back. I, I love um, how you also go into here about uh, Pope Francis uh, compares abortion to hiring hiring a hitman. You know, of course, a lot of people will remember Mother Teresa talking about how it's a tragedy that someone must die, so you may live the way you want to, kind of like what you were referring to before, using others uh, as, as objects. Uh, and she also said, of course, the greatest destroyer of peace is abortion, because if we say it's okay to kill someone, how can we tell others not to? And so it's, it's, it's a very slippery slope, obviously, and, and our culture, unfortunately, is immersed in that. But maybe a comment about the hitman that uh, Pope Francis talks about, Father. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful little quote. And, you know, before I, 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 you know, give the quote, which is very short, but it's just the idea which you said, Tim, is so vital for our audience is that, you know, when everything around us in our culture, society, from the social media, you know, is, everything is, in a sense, is, is, is focused on the moment, on immediacy of pleasure, Im, Im, gratification, uh, you know, uh, Basically, do whatever you want. You have freedom, uh, you know, to do what you want. No, but, but again, when we start with a, a lack of understanding of where those freedoms originate and, and what those freedoms are for, so if we start with the human person and we start with the hum, human dignity and we realize that these inalienable rights flow from our human dignity, flow from who the human person is, and when that is understood, then we will recognize that what we're talking about today, whether it be in this term that uh, Representative Ruiz referred to as therapeutic intervention or therapeutic, you know, uh, uh, abortion, the idea we will recognize the falsification of, of, of the situation. That's a false language. And you and I and our audience are quite familiar because we know the false language. We recognize, wait a minute, 
all you're using is a term to try to hide behind the smokescreen that you want to condone the murder of children that you have deemed that are in the womb that have either some type of physical abnormality or, as we know today, as maybe uh, the baby has been, uh, I wanted the baby with blue eyes, maybe I wanted a redhead, maybe I wanted, you know, someone with a certain intellect, and now I see that that's not going to be possible. And so, as we uh, mentioned a little earlier with Peter Singer, we basically say, well, if you didn't get what you want, well, just, you know, we can terminate that life and we'll get another one. You know, we, we just treat life so haphazardly. And here, what Pope Francis is talking about is looking here, uh, as we know, that by the intervention of, of a therapy is for the benefit of the human person, that when we intervene with any type of therapy, it is for the good and the well-being of the individual upon which that therapy is offered. And it, in this situation, there is no therapy to the unborn child. The unborn child is the victim of an aggression, of an act that is violent, and it ends in that child's life. There is no therapy to that child. And here's where Pope Francis says, he quotes, and I quote, he says, is it legitimate to take out a human life to solve a problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes on, it is, permissible, is, it, is it permissible to contract a hitman to solve a problem? Because that's exactly what we've done. So when, when, a, when a person chooses... To, to end the life of their child, or someone forces that child's life to be end, that's, we've hired a hitman, an abortionist, or someone that's supposed to be a doctor that is supposed to be caring for human life, protecting human life, in this case, becomes a hitman, to hired to terminate on human life. So the, the, that mentality is, is pervasive in our culture today, where every day thousands of little lives are lost, because they're inconvenient or deemed to be unworthy. And, and so, and if we let people, you know, like this uh, professor, you know, that we, people have come to know uh, from his writings and from his comments, uh, uh, Peter Singer, we would even realize that in, outside the womb, after birth, there are people who still determine that this person has no value, that you can end that human life because of some abnormality or some inconvenience and... You know, and, and as Mother Teresa said, it, it's the idea here, if, if a mother can kill her child in, in the womb, what is to stop the same woman from killing someone outside the womb? There's nothing. There is no difference. So when we, again, have a false understanding of human dignity, of human value, of the dignity that is inalienable to each and every one of us, that is immutable, it's unchangeable, and when we understand that, it changes the way we approach. John Paul in Evangelium Vitae continues. Now, he's talking about euthanasia, which, as you know, Tim, in our audience today, is, the, is, is growing very tragically. We see this up in Bill 7 up in Canada. We see this in many of our own states here in the United States, where, again, we're deeming that people with terminal illnesses or old age or maybe with certain handicaps or some inconvenience, that they can choose to end their life or... In some cases, we can determine to end their life. This is the, uh, again, John Paul is saying, what we've done here is removed my accountability to my brother or my sister. So mm-hmm. I have basically, I don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't want to be, you know, uh, have to make any sacrifice. So I come up with all this cute little language, mercy, compassion, dying with dignity, all this stuff 
just to, to cover up my selfishness because I don't want to be inconvenienced. And so what you mentioned with the U.S. bishops, it was just so true, and I see this globally. When we learn to accompany, so our pregnancy help centers, you know, the care centers that are there for families, these are the legitimate expressions of fraternal love. When we walk with a company, we are there from the very beginning to the very end. We are there at every stage. We're supporting. We're encouraging. We're making all the sacrifices we can for the well-being of other human beings. This bespeaks of a people that are truly a people of goodness. But when we conveniently you know, decide who lives, who dies, and devalue the, the most vulnerable, vulnerable member of our human species, when we have relegated that human life in the earliest stages of development, unworthy of our protection, we are, as Mother Teresa, we are a nation destined for failure. We are, we are setting ourselves up for tremendous failure, and we already see this. I mean, all you have to do is pick up the headlines every day and look at the murder rate, look at the violence, Look at the disregard towards human life. And even right now in this pandemic situation, when we see so many people being forced to be isolated from their own family members, you know, uh, and, and not being able to care for them in times of great need, how many of our elderly are sick have died alone, isolated from human touch, human expression, and from a Catholic's perspective, from the sacraments? There's something seriously wrong here. We, our emphasis is obviously uh, skewed, and, and we, need to, we need to pause. And I'm so grateful uh, to people like you, Tim, and so many in our, in our Catholic and in our Christian brothers and sisters who are on the radios and networks, you know, challenging that mindset, you know, calling things out and, and reminding us what, where we, how we should be acting. And I, and I pray the good Lord will continue to touch, you know, this great apostolic work, and, and many hearts and minds will open up to receive the good news, the good news. So true. Thank you, Father. We're talking to Father Shannon Bouquet, Human Life Internationally. It, it makes me think of uh, Evangelium Vitae 19, I believe it is, to another quote from John Paul about freedom and truth. He said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but freedom uh, negates and destroys itself when it no longer recognizes an essential link with objective universal truth. And getting back to your point, this first principle, right, of human be- being, human dignity, made in the image and likeness of God. If we get that wrong, then we see where it leads. Exactly. And, you know, again, just in, in, in our Holy Father, you know, in his encyclical Fratetti uh, Tutti, uh, he talks about this. He says, and I'm going to quote, it's from paragraph 273. Maybe our audience can go back and look at it. He says, the root of modern totalitarianism is to be found in the denial of the transcendent dignity of the human person, as the visible image of the invisible God. Mm. It is therefore by its very nature the subject of rights. All right? So the idea here is that, you know, that all these things we see, like today with the Equality Act, that we're seeing, you know, being uh, pushed right now through the House and eventually now making its way into the Senate. And we, we, we have to pray hard that the Senate will have the courage to recognize this is a violation, it is an atrocity, and it should not be given any credence whatsoever because it will do exactly what Pope Francis is talking about. It's going to impose totalitarian value. It's going to prevent me from freedom of conscience to, to disagree with the public opinion. 
to disagree that right now this radio program could be considered, you know, a violation of, 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 of the law if it were passed, because I'm going against what the norm says. And so what's going to happen in our Catholic schools? What's going to happen, you know, in our daycare centers and our nursing facilities? And, you know, what happens when, when I'm told to look upon a person who is decided, who suffers from gender dysphoria, that I'm, I'm supposed to all of a sudden give credence to the position, you know, publicly. I'm, I'm, I'm to, uh, to reject with my own eyes, as Pope Francis would say, my own eyes see and what, what we know from biology and what we understand as scientifically provable. I'm supposed to deny that fundamental truth, that unrecognizable truth, and falsify, you know, something. And now they're going to force me to do this. No. It's, it's, it, we need to stand against these things. This is... These things are, are, are very bad. They are uh, evil in the sense of what they wish to promote and to, and to set into, into law. And I think we need to remember that, you know, uh, as Martin Luther King talked about, obviously John Paul talked about, but, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas and many others in human history, any law, you know, that is an unjust law is the law that I do not have to follow. So I, I think we, we need to realize that if this were to get passed and signed, in law, it's unjust. And we need, to, we need to start standing firmly with resolve, with respect, of course, always, but with firm resolve against these, these, these violations of my inalienable dignity and my inalienable right, you know, and, and the freedom of conscience and the freedom of religion. So it, it, our audience, if you're unfamiliar with the Equality Act, of course, I wrote on it this past week, this came out Monday, uh, but many others have done so as well, please familiarize yourselves, and then call your senator. Write them. There are actually, on the USCCB website, you can actually go to a pre-form uh, letter where you're just placing your name, your address, your zip code, which then will identify the senators in your state, and it will write to them with a form letter, and it's well-written. We need to articulate our opposition to this Equality Act. And really, again, it's, it's a term that people say, well, I'm for equality. You know, I'm, I'm, you know why, why would I be against this? Read what it says. Again, it's using a language in order to hide what it's trying to imp- impose. People need to be aware and not just accept things for their face value, just like with Representative Ruiz talking about therapeutic abortion, trying to give some guys that we're doing something good. No, we're murdering a human being in the womb. The Equality Act is another language of guise, of, of veil, of cloud, to try to get me to think that this is something good. It is not. We need to wake up, wake up. Well put, Father. Thank you so much. And I'd like to have you on again in a, in a few weeks, and we can talk specifically about the Equality Act. That's wonderful. Father, thanks again, awesome. so, thanks again so much for your time. We appreciate it. We look forward to having you on again soon, and God bless you and your great work. Thank you very much, Tim. All right, thanks. Be with you soon. Sounds good. It's Father Shannon Bouquet, President of Human Life International. When we come back after the break, going to talk about a crazy little thing called love. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 